Good morning. Live with you here on the Blitz. Today is uh, Monday, January 30th. Andy Brock, happy to join you on this morning here. We've got Sam Beard also with us this lovely, rainy Monday morning. He's behind the board. Charlie Collier will be here very shortly as we get you started here on your first day of the week, taking you all the way to your lunch break at 12 noon on the Blitz. Very busy weekend to discuss, a lot to unpack. It's a victory Monday, first and foremost. It is. A great victory Monday at that. Absolutely. Uh, we're representing the uh, real UT, the real mm-hmm. shade of orange, in, in what is always a fun battle between Tennessee and Texas. It's a lot more fun when you're on the right side of things, is it not? It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. You have to step out. You have to help out the state of Texas yet again. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's honestly getting a little tiring at this point with, with how much we got to slap around the state of Texas a little bit. But we looked good, man. We looked good. It did look nice, good. Nice Saturday. It's one of those games that it's a, uh, and we'll get into this game because I want to hear Charlie's perspective because you were at the game, right, Sam? I didn't get into the game. You didn't get into the game. I I did not get in. I didn't get a ticket to the game, so I had to watch it on a TV, unfortunately. Me too. I was Um, was TV in it. I wanted to see those uniforms in person really bad. Yeah, first and foremost, we were looking good. You look good, play good, right? Yeah. And and those uniforms look good. Um, Do you like the the better than the the normal home whites? I kind of do. I thought they looked sharp, and I, I was expecting yeah. like uh, a little bit more cream, but they were they looked pretty white. I I would wear those like kind of half and half with those regular homes. Oh, yeah, I don't know how they'll do that when they'll pull those back mm-hmm. out. I don't know if this is just it'll be for like big home games or or, or maybe it'll just be in the rotation now. But yeah, it, it felt like the it's like a different color white than the normal homes. I I, I couldn't put my like finger on it. It was like bone white or like, or like more creamy white. I, I couldn't really tell from the TV screen, so it'll be nice to see it in person when the time comes, but mm-hmm. look good, play good. Um, from what it looked like on, on the television screen, this is why it'll be good to get Charlie's perspective. Um, uh, Big Orange Philly phone lines open if, if you were there. Give us like a, a good description of, of what the atmosphere was like, but it felt like, you know, this was the first game. Students are, are all the way back at this point. Um, it felt like a really good crowd on Saturday. Yeah, it did. You feel like you had that, uh, that just that classic Thompson bowling energy. You know what? What you get at a football game here at the University of Tennessee, you've kind of gotten yeah. that switch from football to basketball season now, where people are are focused on college basketball now, and they're putting all their eggs yeah. in one basket. And we looked good. We we it, yeah. It, it didn't feel like you had made that switch from football to basketball yeah, yet, but I feel yeah. like that was that game that now mm-hmm. I think people are, are all in. If you weren't on board previously, I think now yeah, you, know. you got to be on board given that you just won a top-10 game at home um, pretty decisively, too. Very decisively. I mean, it got it got close there at the end, and, and Texas's offense, they, they fired back in the second half for sure, but... For the most part, you you were in control of that game yeah. for for at least thirty minutes there. It didn't the, the feel last too 30 close. Minutes. It didn't feel too close. It was obviously a close game score wise, but it kind of felt like you had that game you know very well in hand. Mm. Um, yeah, man, and you know you just you got production from a lot of your best players, and you shut down a lot of Texas best players. It was it was really just a great performance top to bottom uh, in that game. Yeah, and. Yeah, offensively, defensively, both ends of the ball, it felt like a, a very complete performance. Um, kind of 
took away some of that sour taste of the Kentucky loss from home from a couple weeks prior. Getting a big win at home always feels nice. You've got a couple of other big home games on the horizon as well, so it's good to see that the energy was there um, that Saturday. We'll, we'll break down the game, um, but you weren't at the game. How, how was your weekend? Any, any good positive things? I had a good weekend. Uh, went out went out to Old City and watched the game okay. over there. Um, okay. It was a good vibe over there. Not too bad. Then just watch football yesterday, man. Um, yeah, big big NFL kinda, playoff weekend too. Yeah, just kind of soaking in like the last mega sports weekend. Yeah. I feel like you know, like we got the Big Twelve SEC challenge with with basketball, and then you got the last couple NFL playoff games. So I don't know. It's it's always kind of like this was a sad morning almost to wake up to. You know, it it just is rainy and gray, and yeah. most of your sports are done with. It is somber that because we don't have football. I mean, we had we got the Pro Bowl, I guess, but that does that doesn't really count in my Senior opinion. Senior Bowl. The se- Charlie's yeah. favorite event. <laughs> senior Bowl. When was the last time you've watched the Senior Bowl? Because I don't think I've ever I've watched. Never watched the Senior Bowl. Never watched Senior Bowl. Um, I just like I like seeing the updates on how the Tennessee guys do. Sure. Yeah. I'll read yeah. about it. <laughs> but I, I'm not personally watching it. But I think, yeah, next week you take the Pro Bowl out of it. What's the first week without football probably since August? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy how we've gotten to this point. And, yeah, to make matters worse, yeah, the rain, man. It looks gray outside. Mm-hmm. Looks it's, gray it's outside. It's one of those gray days that we were talking about, like two weeks ago. <laughs> those gray saying, days. Uh, We're entering into, in my opinion, what is the worst month of the year, February. It's the shortest month for a reason. Yeah, no, Sorry to anyone that has a birthday in February, but that's just my opinion. No, I, I, I actually am, and I'm really on board with that, Andy. <laughs> Febu- <laughs> what does February well, really you, offer? The Super can, Bowl, yeah. if your team's not in it, like okay. Yeah, you get to watch the Super Bowl, sure, that's one game. Baseball, softball season starts, sure. I mean, that's great, but it's like cold, early non-conference mm-hmm. games. You're not really ramped up. It doesn't feel like baseball weather. Um, You're just waiting for March Madness to happen. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, man, we've, we've got a month. we got a month left until a really good month. I don't know. Charlie's live texting us here. Yeah, Charlie's Tell listening right now. February is a good month. Of course Charlie likes February. There's There's not much good with February, unless you're like, really like Valentine's Day or you really like President's Day weekend. Other than that, like, Groundhog Day, I guess. That's Groundhog probably Day. Maybe the only good thing in That's February. on Thursday. Is that still this like Thursday it is? Is that still a reputable source? Do we Is that is I that don't know. always See, as a kid I like really thought it was a reputable source. <laughs> right. Like I was dialed into it like, okay, this is serious, but I actually I'm kind of on the line now where I'm 50-50. Is it, like, actually serious, or are we just doing this for fun? It, it feels like we've advanced technologically as a society, and we've gotten a little bit further away <laughs> from trusting a, a rodent in the ground to tell us <laughs> when it has ended. <laughs> but he's a special rodent, obviously. Is it the same one every year? Like, Yeah, yeah, it is. Is it like, is it like uh, Ugga and Smokey, like, whenever you retire that, That's a good that mascot? It's like, this is Phil number four. 10? Yeah, do they keep his offspring, basically, and keep it in the family <laughs> genes? Yeah, well, how did, how did this groundhog get so lucky to be able to tell us if it's going to be winter? If we're talking longer? about a, uh, you know, a, a blitz trip to Fayetteville, <laughs> I think we might need to take a trip up to, like, isn't it Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah, it's... In, it's <laughs> how funny would that be if we just Poxitani? did a... Yeah, we did a live show at, at oh, Groundhog my. Day. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say, let's take a trip to go see the Groundhogs. I'm trying to see where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> they it's sell live tickets? Like, how do they How do they get the seating arrangements for this? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> do the locals get tired of it? Is it? It's got to be, like, people coming in from out of town because, I mean, the locals are probably like, I'm sick of this. Is there, like, a, uh, you know, is there, like, a, a ticket queue where you kind of got to wait? 
maybe it's like a year in advance. Yeah, like, right. What's... Groundhog Day 2023 is coming out. Tickets live. <laughs> <laughs> Ticketmaster just crashing. People trying to get a little peek, see if it's going to be winter, spring. Western Pennsylvania, okay. Um... <laughs> I mean, it's just like... Accuracy. A wild, yeah. I mean, I've never heard anyone say, all right, family, gearing up. We're taking a trip. Let's see this oh groundhog. I, I think there's Still like a has... live stream of it at least. Like they, they have it on TV somewhere. I'm, I'm hearing it's uh, eight hours away. Charlie is saying that it's a, it's an eight-hour drive. It's like going to the beach. Wikipedia has Phil's numbers as like he's predicted – 103 forecasts for winter, and he's only predicted 17 for an early spring. So I think he just oh. likes a winter. He just lies. Like yeah, he he's, just, he's picking the easy. It's like picking the one seat over the 16. That's not fun. He, he doesn't even want us to get some more sun. Yeah. Oh, it's more like the like yeah. That's not cool. He's just picking the heavy favorites. He's just he's not even tendering to the crowd. He's just picking winter. That's an easy bet. But honestly, like I don't know. Like is okay. So there's a rival groundhog. What's he even basing it on? What what's uh like what how does he know? I why does this how did this become a thing? I don't know. He's, he's only hitting at a thirty nine percent clip, <laughs> but there's a Canadian groundhog that hits at a forty five percent clip. And there's another one in Ontario that's I just 25%. don't know like I just don't know how him seeing his shadow really determines on if it's if it's gonna be winter or spring. That just means it was a sunny day in, in Pennsylvania that day. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess more sun does mean spring, but doesn't if he sees his shadow, it's it's bad. Like he doesn't want to see a shadow, right? Is that that's the that's the thing, I right? Yeah, he's I, scared I don't, of a shadow. Yeah, no, no, I don't think you want to see the. I don't really know though, to be honest. Let, let's see here. What we need all the analytics, and I know Charlie is very passionate about this topic because he is frantically texting us as he's driving over here, saying, "I." Charlie probably <laughs> got to hop on this bit. We might need to, yeah, I mean, we probably need to put this discussion on ice, too, and have, like, a maybe two segments on Thursday. Maybe we do a history of Groundhog Day. Uh, yes, I think on Thursday we definitely need to do some, some Groundhog Day. What if uh, Charlie and I, like, studied up on facts about Groundhog Day, and then that's where we do shot caller trivia? <laughs> <laughs> you purely and he just gives us good questions on, on Pluxatani Phil or yep, whatever his name is. Yep, how many years in a row that he has predicted, predicted uh, a longer winner. Is it bad if a Groundhog sees his shadow? No, okay. If he emerges from his burrow and does not see his shadow, then early spring is right around the corner. See, that doesn't make sense. No. Because if he doesn't see his shadow, right, there's not a lot of sun. Maybe. Yeah, it's like cloudy. Do you think you can rig this too, by the way? Like, true. Controlling. I think no the farmer's way. almanac is behind all this somehow. Yeah. Right? You know, those farmer's almanac. Yeah, guys. There, there's got to be some deeper story here. There is we some can't conspiracy. Just... That's weird. I would feel like if his opposite, if he sees the shadow, it's like, hey, we got more sun. Like, that's great. Spring is coming around. Here's Charlie. Charlie is in passionate about this topic here. You're smiling. You're grinning. (laughs) Brothers, I uh, hear we're talking (laughs) groundhogs. We are. (laughs) We've gotten into a deep groundhog discussion. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Sorry I'm late. Did Did you hear me about what I said for my idea Thursday, Charlie? Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to read up on Groundhog Day. I graduated two years ago. I don't do studying. I didn't. I, well, first of all, 
for just being completely honest, I have never studied a day in my life for a singular thing in school either. I'm damn sure not going to study outside of school. Nah. I'm not studying groundhogs. No. But uh, <laughs> see, you guys no are study. stumbling into the groundhog lore. There's, we've discussed this at great, great length on this show before. Really? Yeah. Um, Who would have thought? Past editions have. Um, I'm down to go to Pucks Dewani. Pucks Dewani. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's eight hours away. I, based on the weather in this region of the country this week, I'm predicting no shadow. Okay. Why? Um, no shadow means bad, right? No, 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 no shadow, shadow means, means good. good. No shadow. But why does it even no, matter? No winter. That he's doesn't only, make sense, though. He's only predicted that 17 times, though, Charlie. Like, his, that's what we're saying. His numbers are way off. He's just, like, literally He's not predicting anything. But he is. No, you guys are. You guys are. I see what he's saying. We're just throwing a light. He's like that. That octopus like guys, that predicted predicted no, all the no, World Cup not. games. No, he's not because the <laughs> octopus was intentionally trying to predict World Cup games. It's us that's making the predictions. We are projecting well, we, onto the groundhog. The you groundhog could say the same thing is, for the octopus. Has, no, the groundhog has the simple task of like, hey, dude, do you see your shadow? He's not the one that he has could then, choose not to see it if he doesn't want to. That's not how it works. He could ignore it. I don't it. think you understand. Like, it's not, does he see his shadow? Like, is his, sh- it's like, is his, sh- does he have a shadow? That just means, like, is it a sunny day in Pennsylvania today? Like, basically. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense to me. Like, he's not making predictions, and he's not the one that attached certain meanings to the location of his shadow on a specific date. He's just looking for a shadow. You guys got this groundhog all wrong, first of all. You're being incredibly unfair to Puckstawani. I also, I'm not even a big fan of Puckstawani. Puckstawani. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's Puckstawani. 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 I don't care. And his name is Phil. Yeah, I know. That's what I, what I call him. I don't know, man. I think I'm this pretty is sure all. I called him Puckstawani. But there's, there's more groundhogs to be had, right? So, as it turns out, there are actually groundhogs that, quite frankly, even have quite better records uh oh, there and, are other and, groundhogs yeah, there are out there. rival groundhogs so uh but the, how can you have a record if it doesn't matter like they're just out there seeing their shadow it's just it's just a weather report at this point about what's going on across but the country. i think it's and like well, who is like do we actually know like are they correct when they don't see their shadow like are we correct in that this, spring right? comes earlier puxatawney phil has apparently been alive since 1886 that I mean, no. they, surely no. they've procreated. We are yeah, on no, Phil, at least Phil 15 at this point. Not Phil 15. Groundhog, groundhogs in the right conditions, which I don't know if you knew this or not, Pucks Ideal groundhog conditions. Like, that is one of the pristine locations for groundhogs in the Do they the just continent. let, at, so the other 364 days of the year, do they just let Phil run around the wild? He just is, like, no, they, at they risk of, per, of predators? Of they okay. take good care of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, but they, you also got Milltown Mel. Right, Essex, Ed, both of these in New Jersey. Those are all shams. You got Chattanooga Chuck. It's like the CFL. Uh, Chattanooga Chuck, he's new to the game. <laughs> he's been making predictions at the aquarium. But like, what? A, uh, what predictions is it? You said it wasn't a prediction. It's just a, a central, uh, uh, like observing. I mean, we're attaching the predictions to the observation, but in terms of like how. So accurate, what? What's good about? We're judging fifty we're groundhogs judging all the, having differing opinions. How's well, that going to help us? We're judging the accuracy of of. The groundhogs, uh, and they're, you know, not necessarily predictions, but just the correlation of groundhogs and <laughs> weather 
accuracy. There's a local one, right? Um, I can't figure. Why don't we just go to Chattanooga, Chuck? Then that's probably a little that's bit a easier. lot easier. There's a closer one, I think. A Knoxville what gets much closer. What's than a K that? name? What's a K name? Kirby. Knoxville Kinney. Knoxville Kinney. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's this one in Chris North Carolina. With a K. Sir Walter Willie. Okay, I like that. Is that the name Walter Willie? Like Walter is the name of the city. It has to be named after the city. With it can't just be Sir Walter Willie. What well, might be? I might need to. I might need to talk to Chance Collins. I think Groundhog Day is just a because just a waste. Waste me of resources. Chance, me and Chance got really into this, and and we found a local one, like up in the mountains, local. But now I'm now I don't know where he is. I don't know. I just can't find him. Tough. If anyone knows where this local groundhog is, let me let me know. What about and the uh, the squirrel guy in Knoxville? Like, what if he just kind of makes his squirrel? I get weird vibes stand from that guy and, for being and, honest. And do I don't show. know if he's listening, and if he is, I and I have you pegged all wrong. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I, don't know, I get weird vibes, and 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 maybe I'm not entirely wrong to get weird vibes from a guy that carries around a dressed up squirrel and takes pictures with girls at bars. I don't know. I think it's a little maybe odd I'm too, off, but, but maybe I'm not. And if you're listening, I'm sorry if I have you all wrong. Appreciate you listening. <laughs> it is pretty impressive he just has a squirrel like that. Yeah, I do really his respect shoulder. his ability to to train squirrels. Uh, I love squirrels. I think they're great animals. But, uh, yeah, if anyone knows anything about this groundhog, let me know. And we'll consider doing the show live from the groundhog ceremony on Thursday. Mm. Would be a quick trip up, but. We'll consider it. For sure. Not the one in Pennsylvania, but a local one. We'll definitely consider it, weather, you know, depending. Uh, but go ahead and send us a break. I'm here now. We'll dive into things and stuff. And have all kinds of fun uh, today on The Blitz. Your drum. All right, back here on The Blitz. Heard you guys talking about it, but what a fun weekend, man. What a fun weekend. Um, game day in town again. Thought it was pretty good. Yeah, did you Overall, watch it? I did. Yeah, I did too. Like, uh, I thought it was cool to have the team out there. Yeah, I, I a little one fly, that. we all yeah. fly. I guess since the game was like enough time away from game day, just kind of chilling. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting to have the team out there. I didn't see that coming. Uh, How nervous would you have been if you were DJ Jefferson having dude, to do that dunk? Yeah, so <laughs> on live he's got TV. Hops. That was. Uh, he came out there and I was like, "Is this? Oh man, DJ Jefferson." I was like, I'd first be so of all, nervous. <laughs> why did we choose him? I don't know. Well, he's like the guy this year who's been doing most of the one fly, all flies. Yeah, he's been doing most of them because okay, he's got insane bounce. He's got hops. I knew yeah. he had crazy bounce, but I didn't know that he'd been doing most of them. So that he had been sense. doing a lot of them. Yes. I was just like, "Why him?" I love that it's him. That's yeah. like, you know, you go to somewhere else for game day and it'd be, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be a, wa- uh, a guy that's red. Yeah, red shirting. I didn't mean to say walk on. I meant to say redshirt. But uh, you know, a guy that's red shirting like doing the dunk. But I guess like that's one of the cool things about this team and this culture too. But yeah, dude, I was just like. I would be the most ner- I would be more nervous trying to to dunk that one fly we all fly on college game day than I would be to to be at the free throw line of the final four <laughs> down one with two seconds yeah. left. 
Yes, because like I would be much more in, anything in the game. You already have <laughs> adrenaline at that point, so it's like you kind of are like you're in the zone at that yeah, point. Instead, it's just like this hey, is like go on out there at 11 a.m. and you do really a dunk on national TV today. and like you yeah, and it's like yeah. You're not like a main starter, so it's not like you've really developed much confidence yet in front of a national stage. So just go ahead and do it. Hey, yeah, he uh, made it though. He did. Let's he go did do great. this this dunk contest type dunk that uh, cool. sometimes people in the dunk contest don't finish that are NBA players. Yeah, and if you miss it, you're gonna get memed, dude. Oh, you're gonna get so memed bad. on it Twitter. Every SEC <laughs> school the rest of the year. Memed, yeah. But thought game day was cool. Uh, it really gave Joe Milton like 25 seconds. I don't know if they ran out of time somewhere, like got to talking too long, but I feel like Joe Milton was out there for like, all right, did you have fun last year? Yeah, I did. All right, shoot, shoot a couple half court shots. I will say, and hit, I'll chuck one. Cool. Hit him launching that ball was one of the best things I've ever seen. <laughs> one of the best things I've ever seen. Um, but he, and he also made a couple of shots, but they didn't show it on TV right. like it was, I guess, before. So I don't know why he was shooting shots before. You gotta save those. You gotta save those. But for yeah, camera. I was just like, could we not? Could we not give Joe Milton like three minutes? Just like ask him a couple questions, let him let him talk a little bit longer. I was like, I also, felt like also, it was. Did we not have any any of those shots on camera with the millions of cameras that we have for college game day to be like, <laughs> look at this? Like when we were in break, Joe he Milton made these shots. Don't don't shoot again because you've already made it. You got some new teeth too. He's got a million dollar smile. Oh now. really? Yeah, she, shout out. He got like veneers. Like he's got good for him. He, he's ready to win the Heisman Heck next yeah. year. Look, look good, play good, right? Exactly. Um, I felt like it was a little bit like this is their first show of the year. I feel like they were kind of maybe trying to you know, figure it out a little bit. Like the crew, first show of the year, right? First yeah, game day yeah, they had that done. Was the first one. So they're at Duke, North Carolina. I think it, the first one you always got to get in a little bit of a rhythm. It was like, oh, we're at the desk. Oh, now we're over here. Oh, now we're in the crowd. Like it's just kind of like fl- the flow is. They're trying to get a hang of the flow. I think a little bit. Yeah, I mean you. Uh, but you mentioned it though, or I guess you mentioned the crowd at TBA. Uh, yeah, being a TBA crowd. I you was, were there. I thought it was pretty good. You were there at the game, right? Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, if we're being completely honest with each other, it's not. It, it didn't. It hasn't. It didn't reach any of the like the last year levels yet, but. Well, it's because you were winning. I thought the intensity was picking up for sure. Like I thought that, uh, I thought it was a pretty like it was a pretty good crowd, all things considered. It was a very full crowd. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was, it was a sellout, and it wasn't like a quote unquote sellout. It was just a, a straight sellout, like your rare Thompson Bowling sellout, where even the weird corner sections with the obstructed views are filled up. Like that's, know. that's how you know it's a big day in TBA when people are sitting up there. Um, not a lot of Texas fans either. Not at all. I found all the ones I could. Maybe they blended in, though. The orange no, maybe I, blends in. I was looking hard. Okay. I, my wrist is still sore just from flipping. <laughs> can you, can you uh, give us one here? Uh, oh. 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 You have like a little wave oh, momentum. Oh, it's oh. like you're doing like that dance, you know, that yeah, they used the, to do. Watch me whip. Oh, or yeah, that, yeah, or that. I was or like meaning like, like the, yeah, just anything with the wrist movement. I, you had a little, yeah, you had a nice little flow with that. I was partaking all day on Saturday, so I was having some fun, and I, for the entirety of the afternoon, all the way through the night, I just kept finding Texas fans and being like, hey, wait, do you, do you see that up there? What is that? And just pointing up in the sky, and then they <laughs> start looking up towards my hand, I just be like, oh. <laughs> horns down and just bring it from where I was pointing just straight to their face. Man, I, and it's honestly I don't 
I probably should have gotten punched, if we're just being honest. <laughs> Texas has really done themselves a disservice by having that signal because it, and making it so easily. If like they got they so frustrated by, by being frustrated by getting angry at people doing that, because like, now everyone's gonna do that. A and couple it, people were doing it, and and they got really upset about it, and, were, and people were like, "Oh wait, this this upsets this you? Makes you mad? Perfect." Perhaps we should do this more. The second thing, it's like uh, the only thing I can compare it to is the Gator Chomp. Like if you have stuff like that, like expect Which, like, your. That's hard to make fun of. I mean, you can. Whatever. Well, but, no, you, you just know. like do it. If you once you beat him and you do it, that's what's like. Yeah. It's uh, opponent scores a touchdown and does it. Yeah, that's like ultimate fun disrespect. Like the horns down. If you have a fun signal like that, expect it to just get disrespected. And, and we're not <laughs> we're not going to cater to you either. You know, you're not the big boy in the SEC like you are the Big Twelve. Big Twelve making it. A penalty to flash the horns down in games. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, is that going to transfer to the SEC? Not a no, better no, not. no, no, better not. Because you're going to come in here and you're going to be like the seventh most relevant pro- relevant program, like at best. You know, there, there's no more big not getting officiating catered. catering to you. There's no more rules of you know catering to you. And it's, it's fun. It's so fun when people give a little horns down. It's fun when people give a gator chomp. I, I mean, I guess we have the Vols hand signal. I don't think other programs really caught on to that. Can't no. flip that thing you can't around. put that. You can't well, really. It right. You can't really PSA do it. <laughs> to all college fan bases listening right now, I know what out of the 363 we have representatives from roughly like 287 that listen to the Blitz. So out of the, all the college <laughs> fan bases out there listening, if there's something that really bothers you, don't let people know that. Keep it to yourself, Texas. Don't let people know that. You got to just pretend like it doesn't bother you until they stop. And it goes away. But if as soon as you'd be like, oh, this is the worst. How dare you do mean things with your hands? People are just only going to do that. Um, and I'm really excited for Texas to get into the SEC, too. Yep. Like I, I love was, playing that team every year. I, I want to play too. that team every year. I was walking past Neyland Stadium after the game. I was just like, man. Those games will be so fun. I, Texas is going to be here shortly. At some point. Can we get an Arch Manning, Tennessee, Neyland game? Imagine how we chaotic get, I mean, that if would we, be. If we get Arch versus Nico and Neyland. Ooh, Peyton will be there. What will Peyton do? How will Peyton handle that situation? Like, how is Peyton going to handle Peyton that situation? Peyton will root for Tennessee. Or, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, he has to. Like, he has to, but he's probably going to do one of those things where he, like, dude, it's just a nephew. has an Arch Manning hat on or something. I mean, my br- if, my, just a nephew, if he walks but, into like, Neyland Stadium playing, like, Texas and – he doesn't have Tennessee Orange on. That. Yeah, no. I mean, my, my brother, my brother Cord, Cord. If true. you're listening right now, if you have a child and that child becomes a great athlete of any kind, <laughs> and that great ath- athlete of a child goes to a different SEC school, I'm not going to root for my own nephew. I'm sorry. I'll root for him in the non-conference. I'll root for him in games that he's, you know, that the outcome doesn't have a direct effect on the Tennessee Vols. But <laughs> if you expect me to. Root against Tennessee when when my nephew comes into Neyland in this hypothetical, uh, you're mistaken. But I will still take the family tickets. Just throw that. Out. <laughs> um, yeah. So, which I disclaimer. Think, yeah, just disclaimer. I mean, I if my son wanted to go play for Nick Saban, I'd tell him no. So, <laughs> I don't think you'll have that problem, Charlie. <laughs> I don't That's know. A dude. Rare problem to have. Nick Saban. <laughs> that man's coaching for another fifty years. He's just like. That man's living for another the assistant coach is just wheeling him around in a wheelchair on the sidelines. <laughs> can sure. you guys uh, can you guys build a wheelchair ramp to your house so he can come on a recruiting visit? No, Nick Saban's becoming our next president. Remember, I want him to be our next president, but 
I'm excited for that Tennessee uh, Texas rivalry to yep. continue to bud. I mean, we've seen him now play. We've seen him play some baseball games that have been really fun. Uh, we've seen him play yeah. some very fun basketball games. And there's definitely some. I, it feels a little charged too. You know, it hasn't fully amped up, but I think there's definitely some energy uh, building between those two teams. And you saw the team flash the horn downs after, which kind of a rite of passage. But uh, let's catch a break here. We'll dive into the actual game itself um, on the other side. Stay with us on the Blitz. All right, back here on the Blitz. And uh, you guys were talking about it starting the show, but that was really impressive what, what Tennessee did on Saturday, um, especially offensively. I mean, offensively, probably one of the best games of the year. You were like over 1.3 points per possession. Uh, top 10 team comes into your place, and, and all you do is just rain down points on them. And you continue to see Zakai Ziegler just blossom into this wonderful point guard right in front of our faces. Uh, you saw Olivier Kamwa finally, finally have a big game against big competition, right? We've seen Olivier start the year against Mississippi State and South Carolina by not missing a shot. Yeah. We've seen him this year. He's averaging double digits, and, and the development that we've seen from him from 2019 <clears throat> until now is, I mean, just amazing, incredible. All the adjectives, all yeah. the good ones that you, that you can think of just goes to show, like, that's another great reason to appreciate Deacon Barnes, Rick Barnes, you know, your two leading scorers in a game against a top 10 team or a guy that nobody recruited from, you know, New York that you found and a guy that you completely developed from Finland from an offensive black hole to 27 points against a top 10 team. Like, that's yeah. just another reason to appreciate Rick Barnes. But, you know, besides that, I mean, just another, man, another great performance from this team. And I, 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 something feels a little different about this one. I don't know how to put a finger on it. You know, you don't have the star power that maybe you've had on other teams. I keep seeing the same conversation brought up. Well, who's going to take the last shot? Could be anybody. I, you have a lot of if people take the last shot. If it's on Saturday, it's a good thing to have. If it's on, you know, last Saturday, maybe it's Josiah. Like, it could yeah. be a lot of different guys. I, I think if it's the other way around, if and you have that superstar, there are a couple of different things that can happen with that. One, that superstar gets heavily physically scouted and guarded during a game and you take them out then you ultimately the question is well we don't have enough depth like we got this superstar and these two guys but where's the other like we need other guys to step up in this situation you've got so much to scout for because there isn't that one true superstar and that's not a bad thing like that means like you've got it's not like you don't have superstars you've got an all sec first teamer last year in santiago vescovi you got a potential all sec first teamer in zakai ziegler this year and you've got you know, other guys who won, Julian Phillips, could be a first-rounder this year. You've, you've got so many guys, like five-star Jonas Adu. You've got five-star Josiah Jordan-James. I mean, you've got guys across the board who are good players and could be that superstar, but you just have so much depth that you don't need that. Like, you don't need one guy to score 30 points every game. Now, you're going to get guys like Olivier have 30 points a game, and that's awesome. Uh, but it's the fact that you don't know every night like any night who's going to be the leading scorer because there's just so much depth and there's so much to look out for it makes it really hard to scout for other other teams defenses yeah and i think i think this team's getting better like a oh, lot yeah. better you know at sure. first 
first we started to see some changes when Josiah Jordan James came back in the lineup and, and was inserted and was healthy. You know, we started to see some more production from the unit as a whole, especially offensively. Um, now we've started to see Zakai emerge as a better point guard. But as a whole, this team continues to get better. You know, in this game, you were tied at 17, just over 10 minutes to go in the first half. Uh, Texas scored 22 points in the next 18 minutes. Tennessee yep. scored 44 <laughs> yeah. in the next 18 minutes. Not bad. A 20-point difference. That is what this team is capable of. You know, for all the talk about, you know, scoring droughts, whatever else, this team is dominating teams. This team is is putting it on teams in yeah. games. Um, you've only had six scoring droughts through 21 games this year. Uh, that is well below the national average. This team is now 19th in two-point field goal percentage since Christmas, 12th since Maryland. Um, the flaws keep looking less like flaws. The offense continuing to get better, right? The offense, it's, is it top 30 now in Ken Palm? I think it was right outside of that. Let's see. And after a game where you just went it's you know, uh, 1. 33. 33. 33, so you're right up there, right? The offense continuing to get better. We've also seen this offense adapt and change. We're seeing a lot of uh, ball screens now, right? We haven't seen a lot of the pick and roll, a lot of on-ball screens. This team screens away from the ball and cuts away from the ball more than most teams in America. But, you know, at one point this year, there was only one team in the country that had less pick and roll possessions than Tennessee, and that was Bellarmine. Shout out. Tennessee ran less than most teams in the country. That has, in the last two weeks, you've had more pick-and-roll possessions than you had the entire season. At least and, more than Bellarmine. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, in the last two weeks, though, that number has like drastically increased. I think you had almost nice. double-digit pick-and-roll possessions on Saturday alone. I think it was 15, actually, that you had on Saturday alone. And, like, that's, uh, you know, just – the offense continuing to grow. Like we've already, they can already run a lot of these different uh, screen away from the ball, these different you know off ball movement types of sets. But now, if you're going to get to the point where they can run this pick and roll too, that's just another element to this offense that makes it even harder, harder to stop. And uh, you know, again, shout out to Will Warren for having some of this data compiled and so readily available. Stats by Will over on Twitter does a great job. Uh, love reading his stuff. But this has been a top twelve offense in the country in the last 10 games kind of coincides with when Josiah Jordan James got back in this lineup and started getting healthy since the calendar reached December even right which is most of your season it's been a top 20 offense and SEC play it's been quite frankly one of if not you know a top three offense in 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 the conference if, if not better than that so, you know, this team continues to get better, and, man, Saturday was impressive. Very impressive. All around, very convincing. I, I mean, I think I said the same at the beginning. It's like Texas made a little bit of a run there in the second half. They played better offense second half. I'm sure there may be things that Texas did in the second half that they were better than Tennessee in, in the second half, but it, you ultimately never really 
it never really was that close. Your average lead was 9.7. Yeah. It never really got to the point where you were really sweating. That is remarkable that your average lead was 9.7. It's a top 10 team. Yeah. And and I left Saturday, quite honestly, kind of impressed with Texas. Yeah, Texas is a good team. I mean, that's a good offense. A good offense to score seven points on Tennessee's defense. That was a good offense. And And Marcus Carr didn't even contribute as much. With with their best player, barely even scoring for most of the game. And that's a compliment to – yeah, right off the bench, man. Uh, Compliments to Tennessee's defense, again, shutting down Texas's best player. One for six from three when he was a 41% three-point shooter. He's one of the best jump shot shooters in the country. And you 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 took that away. You took that away. You took that away, but – Texas um, adapted very well. Texas, uh, yeah, a lot of credit to them. Uh, I mean, the way that I, I think it didn't really matter what Texas was doing on Saturday. No, because they played good. If Tennessee is going to play as good as they did on Saturday, which they're not going to every week or every day or <clears throat> every game or whatever else, you know, you have typically four to five games a year that uh, offensively, you know, shots are falling and at a at a really high clip and everything just is working at a really efficient level. The Mississippi State game was like that, too. And if you're going to come play a top-10 team at their building and they're operating at, at a high level like they were, if they're as efficient as they were, then more likely than not, well, every t- just about every time you're going to lose, but, but more often than not, you know, you're going to get run off the floor. So for Texas to, to just stay in that game and for it to be an 11-point game, a lot of teams would have folded and, and lost that game by 30 and it would have yeah. been embarrassed. Texas uh, so. is a good team. In my opinion, they're still on the two line. They're uh, right yeah. there on the two, two, three line. I'm more impressed by Texas now than I was on Friday. That's like in the uh that's like an Elite Eight type matchup right there. Like that's that's one that you could get late in the tournament if both teams, you know, hold serve and are playing right. as good as they should. Right. Um we'll catch a break though. Big Orange Philly phone lines are open, 865-546-8200. we got someone on the line right now, right? Matthew. Matthew. we got Matthew on the line. So we'll go ahead and catch a break, and we'll close down the hour heading over to Matthew. Stay with us here on The Blitz. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap up this hour. And head over to the Big Orange Philly phone lines. <clears throat> oh, got something caught in my throat there. Head over to the Big Orange Philly Woo-hoo. phone lines, and let's talk to Matthew. Matthew, good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, boys. Happy Victory Monday. How are we feeling? Amazing. Yeah, couldn't be much better. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, watch the game. I uh, Unfortunately, as you get older, you have to prioritize your life, and I did not even get a chance to watch most of the game. Um, I was at a wedding, checking in on my phone. You know, of course, there were many Texas fans there, and I let them know who the real UT is, and uh, they proceeded to uh, laugh it off. But, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting, as I mentioned last Friday when we talked, um, they just don't care. They, they really don't. They, 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 they are – concluded as this powerful big brand of athletic athletics uh, this big fan base and they just don't care and it was nice to just beat up on them on the stat sheet uh and you know charlie i just want to point out i am so glad to know that you are finally on this kai ziegler train <laughs> yeah you know it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's been a long journey uh, i know last week there were some people saying that he wasn't an SEC starting point guard. I, I don't know who those crazy people were, but 
Yeah, I'm I'm on I'm fully on the train. Good to know that you are too. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting, um, and let's let's kind of unpack this because I think everyone knew the potential was there, um, but I think the Sakai Ziegler point guard debate has transitioned to you're absolutely right. He is an SEC point guard, but what's been really unique is he wasn't playing like one coming off the bench, but since you thrown him in into the roster as the starter it's been a complete 180 flip and, and it's truly like I don't know if it's a sense of confidence as a point guard or just more work in the gym because he's just if you look at how he started the first month of the season versus now they are two different players would you not agree uh Charlie yeah so actually though I do want to take this back a little bit um I agree that they have been, you know, I think that the start of the season Zakai and this version of Zakai and the Zakai that ended the season last year, all three very different players. Um, I understand that throughout the offseason I was on the boat of like, hey, Zakai, probably not your starting point guard. Like, he needs to be in that six-man role. Still turns it over still much, too much, like still not efficient enough. And that was still the case in November and for most of December. Like, really good defender, really good energy guy, great six-man Maybe not quite as efficient of a scorer, maybe not quite as efficient of a, as a passer to be your true point guard one and, and, and operate this offense fully. Now, since SEC play started, he's made that switch. Uh, not just since he jumped into the starting lineup. It goes back further than that. You look at that Mississippi State game, that's when it started. What was it? The, the first one at home, I think he had eight assists in that game, nine. Either way, and... and after that game, you know, they were talking about it, and he said that him and Rick Barnes, you know, in the week leading up to that, had watched a ton of film on Jordan Bone. That The two of them had watched a ton of film on Jordan Bone that, you know, they had really started to break down what it was that he did to, to operate the offense that, that, that made him such a good point guard. Um, and Zakai said that, like, something had clicked for him when those two were watching it. I'm not just going to say that, you know, that is what completely transformed him as a player, but it might. Like, sometimes there are just weird things that, you know, that sound simple that click for guys that help him reach a new level. I mean, you uh, to, to completely switch gears for a second as an example, like Derrick Henry was not all that good of a running back for the first two or so years in the NFL. He attributes a lot, like the change in Derrick Henry is largely attributed to a phone call that he had with, with Eddie George. And... That sounds crazy to be like, man, how could a one phone call with a retired running back like completely change the way he played? I don't know, but it did. Maybe the time that they spent breaking down Jordan Bone and really analyzing you know, that and, and, and talking about how that could then apply to Zakai Ziegler's game to make him a better point guard, maybe that really is uh, what kind of changed him. But for for you... And especially for like for Billy Stats, I've seen some of you guys that were arguing that he wasn't an SEC point guard say, well, you know, you guys were acting like he has been all year. He hasn't been since he was starting. Let's take it back a little bit further because we've been trying to say that since the Mississippi State game, those of us in the pro Zakai camp, and he has looked like that since the Mississippi State game, and we have been fairly critical of him before that point. So let's get everything straight in that regard too. <laughs> Look, you and Billy Stats need to kiss and make up because at the end of the day, we're all ball fans and we're all going to enjoy the, the, the success that the Kaiser Ziegler is doing for this program. But 
to Billy's stats points, to be fair, Charlie, he if you look at on the Kempom, the assist to turnover ratios between Jordan Dunn, Kennedy Chandler, and what Zakai Ziegler was doing up until this point, it was a, it was not to the SEC point guard standard. And that's okay because he's now playing with a different gear and he's playing up to the level that he should be playing. And we're not disagreeing with you that he couldn't do it. It's just that he wasn't doing it. And to say that, oh, I knew all along, it's just, it's not like I, I can say here, oh, I know the Colts are going to make the playoffs next year. Well, I, I, but that the thing is, Matthew, I was never saying I knew all along. I was the one that in the entirety of the offseason, November and December, that was sitting here saying Zakai's your sixth man. Zakai's not good enough to be your point guard. So I'm not I'm not saying I knew all along. I'm just saying that even as we saw him start to transform in January and even as recently as last week, there were still people, you know, saying that he wasn't what he was and what he is. Uh that's that was more so my gripe, but I don't actually have any beef with Billy Stats. That's one of my favorite <laughs> no, people. Don't. I love I love Billy Stats. He's one of the only it's people funny. I know that likes college basketball in a, in the same sick and twisted manner that I do. Well, <laughs> you don't know what I do at ten o'clock on a, on a Friday night. Unfortunately, I don't go out. I watch college basketball, oh, so dear. I'm that psycho. Yeah, no, I well, I mean, that's when we get uh, back twelve after dark, baby. Friday night, we get West Coast games, West Coast Conference games Friday night too, right? And MAC games, I think we usually get a lot on of mid majors on Friday. A lot of MAC on Friday night. I'm sorry, but if you're not watching St. Mary's versus Gonzaga on a Friday night at 10:30 at night, you're just doing your wrong. Well, that's that's still the basic stuff. No, you got to get into <laughs> the the Youngstown UC State, Santa Detroit, Barbara, Mercy. and you know UC Irvine on 10:30 on a Friday night. Then get back to me. You know, that's that's real basketball. <laughs> well, listen, I'll I know you got to wrap up the hour one, and I'll let y'all kind of maybe take this to hour two. But a question I have is, and I don't want to don't take this the wrong way, but how what are our thoughts on Tyreek Key and, and his I guess story so far as it's in the ball? Because I think unfortunately maybe he was put in a position that maybe wasn't fair to him playing the one as a two. But even as a two off the bench, in my opinion, it feels like he's been a little underwhelming. And I don't want to—I hate using the word underwhelming because I think he is a good role player. But I think, unfortunately, the story about Rob Lewis saying he couldn't miss in practice and versus now—it's it's just a—it's a unique situation because it feels like if he wasn't from Tennessee, I'm, I'm on—I'd love to argue this, but I almost wonder if he wasn't from Tennessee if we would have still taken him. But that's something to talk about. Hey, guys, love the show as always. Go Vols. Hey, good to hear from you. Go Vols. And, uh, yeah, you know what? We'll get we'll get into the uh, the Tyreek Key conversation in the hour two, or in the second hour, not the hour two. But, yeah, we'll get into that conversation in hour two. But uh, hour one is done. We still got a lot in the second hour. We got championship games, uh, and we got a little bit more Tennessee stuff. The SEC Big 12 well. Challenge yeah, happened. Yeah, just – Today's one of those days I'd love to have a third hour. Big recap day. Big recap day. Hour two, though. It's coming up next. Stay with us here on The Blitz. Looking for a sweet treat to grab on the go? Order Crumble Cookies. Choose to receive your cookies through courtesy.